Hello, friends. Welcome back. I uh, hope everyone's enjoying, uh, you know, their Halloween festivities and whatnot. I know mine have definitely kicked off with a bang. And, uh, you know, the big day's right around the corner, which is super exciting. And to celebrate, I thought, why not cover a, you know, fairly recent, very popular franchise? Uh, I know a few of you saw this and immediately thought, fucking finally, Cass, you figured it out. You're covering this movie. I'm so pumped. Well, at least I hope a few of you were. Um, and honestly, I have no answer as to why it took me so long. I saw this when it originally came out. Um, you know, I definitely have my thoughts and feelings, which we're going to get into. Um, but the premise is just absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, and essentially, I mean, this all came back to me after watching the newest one in uh, in our in the latest or the latest one. Uh, and essentially, we'll get into it. But I totally DNF'd it could not finish it just I don't know something just was not driving for me um and I can't say this happens very often for me I always try to see the best in everything um when it comes to film but essentially uh yeah definitely just wasn't for me so uh I mean without further ado That's right, guys. We're talking about the American media franchise, The Purge. Um, essentially, 
fran- this whole thing is based on this dystopian horror future and essentially it has kicked off an entire persona for lack of a better word i mean how many halloween costumes did you see this year that were definitely references to the purge movies um it's just so cool uh, essentially brought to us by universal produced by Bloomhouse um and platinum dunes and created by the wonderful james d monocle hope i pronounced that right um the film uh presents a near future dystopian america where a annual national holiday comes about known as the purge essentially for 12 12 hours all crimes including murder are legal minus i think they say 10 or 12 um, political officials but we'll get into a certain film that changes that up for us um but essentially i mean we're going to look into the mixed critical reception um that came in i mean some people like the screenwriting some didn't some thought it was a cliched story um as well as just you know breaking down the concept the acting styles the action sequences the whole shebang one thing's for sure definitely a freaking moneymaker. I mean, overall, we're looking at about $500 million for the combined total of all of these films. <clears throat> Pardon me. For a production budget that combined was $35 million. When you put that together, this is what Hollywood would call an A+. Just what you wanted. Big money-making lining your pockets, everyone's talking about it kind of film. Um, and of course, now a TV series as well, created um, and developed by the same uh, James DeMonaco as the one who created the film. Um, but uh, essentially, as I said, presenting this near um, American future, uh, <clears throat> part of me, little tickle in my throat and definitely wanted to rear its head during this podcast of course just murphy's law <laughs> but um essentially we're going to look at each individual film so we're looking in first starting off as per referenced in um the trailer the original purge from june 7 2013 we'll look at purge anarchy july 18th 2014 the purge election year as well as the first purge and finally um we're going to talk about what's to be announced uh the purge five uh coming uh, this summer of 2020 very exciting stuff so um essentially the first one is basically within the house how the purge would look so we're you know given a, a small family ethan hawk lean headley um i can't say i've ever been a fan of ethan hawk this all goes back to daybreakers i just feel like he gets hired to just smoke and talk like raspy if you are an ethan hawk fan and feel that you know there's a film i'm missing that might change my thoughts send me a link because i have yet to see it um but i still absolutely adore this one um Lena Headley, Cersei Lannister, you know, all hail, all hail Lena. She is just wonderful. Of course, Max Buckholder, Adela, Adelaide Kane, Edwin Hodge, Tony Aller, Rise Wakefield. These guys all come together to create a very suspenseful, uh, you know, kind of action-packed uh, thrill ride. So we're watching the family. It's the night of the purge. It's the year 2022. Or I should say, <laughs> all right, ugh, sorry, tongue tied there. The year is 2022, and the family of four is living in their deluxe, beautiful Hollywood mansion, essentially alongside their well off neighbors. Um, beginning to bunker down, essentially, the purge begins. You can definitely see there's some family tensions going on and so forth. Um, and of course, the family home is protected by dad's top of the line security system that he has sold. Um, you know, as far as wide as. Basically, as you can tell, every neighbor seems to have the same one. Now, they are targeted by a 
group of purgers when they essentially bring the son opens up the door to bring in a um, hostage of theirs who was you know had gotten away and he's hiding somewhere in the house so they threaten that if they do not essentially find him bring the stranger uh, as, as he is titled to them then they will break down the door and kill the entire family so basically you're kind of following the family's rush to figure out who this guy is how are they going to get him is he a threat as well as uh, the little uh, daughter's boyfriend there trying to go after dad which was one of those like brutal scenes you definitely don't see coming but it's uh, it's pretty awesome nonetheless now, um, essentially, when they finally do break in, their uh, equipment arrives, as they put it. Um, the family is just about to be killed when they are saved by their neighbors. Um, just as you think, all oh, all is well. The sun's coming up. In fact, the neighbors, they're only saving them because they feel that it is their right to kill the family. So, um, essentially, you know, they hold the family hostage and essentially, you know, are going over their, you know, right to purge and so forth, the family's unwillingness to participate, um, of course, in the killing holiday. And it's uh, an interesting kind of connection between, you know, participation and not. It's it's unique nonetheless, um, out of all of them, probably my second favorite. Uh, it probably loses points because of Ethan Hawke. Um, but, like... For a, a film that only had a budget of $3 million, it surpassed, I think, way more than they thought they were going to do with $89.3 million. That's huge. Um, and essentially, Universal Parks would come out, of course, with their annual How Halloween Horror Nights, um, which, you know, is heavily based off The Purge and The, uh, the Purge, uh, you know, antics. Now, onwards to Purge Anarchy, um, July 18th, 2014, little bit of a bigger cast um and essentially unlike the first film this which was set entirely in house we'll get into that pretty much has to do with budget um the anarchy is going to take you out and show you los angeles in the area and what's happening in the surroundings so we meet our off-duty police officer leo barnes um he's avenging the death of his son um helping a couple with their car that's broken down <clears throat> as well as a working class mother and daughter, uh, you know, they're kidnapped from their home, things that he does to essentially help out. Um, <coughs> pardon me. And the wounded stranger from the first film, of course, is his partner, leader of the anti-purge resistance um, that hacks into TV programs to broadcast messages challenging the system of the new founding fathers uh, and stating that the purge does not cleanse aggression, but rather eliminates the poor. Um, getting into a basically a very big theme of this film um it's like it's a big comment on socioeconomic um standpoint and just kind of essentially that's the whole point of the purge clearing out those that the government has to pay for is the whole link and it's uh, essentially a theme that's explored the further you get into the franchise all all in all this is probably my third favorite out of out of the four <clears throat> onwards to my actual favorite election year this is when things just got a little more interesting for me we see some reprisals but essentially this is when they change the essence that before where you couldn't kill a certain members the 
new founding fathers of America eliminate this clause within the uh, purge rules itself to uh, go after a certain uh, U.S. presidential candidate, Charlie Roan, who basically she has vowed to end end the purge watching the death of her family 18 years ago, um, essentially from the events of the first film. And we go through, you know, this run-of-the-mill kind of action story as she's defended by our hero cop, as well as just some cool kind of extra characters that we've created, the two shopkeepers, the EMT, the anti-purge rebel team. I, I just love the dynamic. This one was just more fun to me. Um, and there's just some really great kills, all in all. Just some awesome, awesome kills. Uh, so this one would go on to gross $118 million against a budget of ten. So as you can see, the movies are gaining more, more money considering how well they're doing. So... Getting on to the last film, the one I could not finish, um, The First Purge, 2018. It just wasn't for me. Um, essentially, this is showing you the events leading right into the very first Purge. And I don't know, I just wasn't exactly what my I was looking for. I didn't see any sort of, of what the Purge had been up until this point. Um, and it just seemed to be more of like a crime movie at least that's sort of what I was picking up now as I said we have the tv show it for those of you that are really into the purge series I have yet to see it um if it's worth checking out definitely you know send me a dm on instagram because I'd love to know and um exciting enough we have to look forward to in 2020 the purge 5 um which essentially it's gonna look like a heist film um and go from there so kind of excited to see what how how it's all going to end uh essentially because the director said you know this is how he wants to wrap everything up and this will be essentially the last film <clears throat> and the little bit as i was saying about the tv show is wrapped around the idea of the u.s marine returning home on purge night receiving a cryptic message from his sister who's belonged to a purge worshiping cult and has uh, basically pledged to become their sacrifice he, of course, goes off to protect those on the streets, of course, looking for his sister the entire way. Pretty interesting premise, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm quite interested. Now, getting into what is The Purge, the history of The Purge, the whole look starts in 2014, an economic collapse, rising social unrest, a political organization named the New Founding Fathers of America is formed and voted into office. Um, this organization establishes a new toilet government and a police state. Um, 2016, they devise a plan to help stabilize American society, and later in 2017, the 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is ratified. This amendment establishes the 12 hours known as the Purge, taking place at beginning at 7 p.m. the evening of March 21st and ending at 7 a.m. the morning of March 22nd, wherein all crime, including murder, has become legal. Before the purge begins, the emergency broadcast system is activated in a prayer saying, Blessed be our new found founding fathers of America, a nation reborn, before ending with, May God bless you all. That is the notorious sirens we hear and that infamous voice, you know, this is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Um, the class war weapons that they mention, essentially, all in all, what that is, is essentially no explosives, um, no grenades, rocket launchers, bazookas, that kind of thing. But guns are allowed. So um, 
or uh, I should say weapons of mass destruction and viral, biological, and chemical agents are prohibited. Um, but uh, the use of explosive devices, grenades, rocket launchers, bazookas are allowed. Um, and of course, public hanging is penalty for violators of any of the rules that they have put into place, uh, as well as, you know, police, fire, emergency medical services are unavailable. And uh, the government officials, the ranking 10, have immunity until, of course, election year. And this is when they change change that to go after their uh, certain political opponent. So um, within the film, they claim that this has basically resulted in crime and unemployment rates plummeting to below 1% and a strong economy. But basically, it, they also claim it's a catharsis for the U.S. populace. But in reality, it's actually a method of artificial population control as the unemployed poor in the slum neighborhoods, as well as some working class people are usually the main targets. Election year, the character notes, um, you know, sneaking up on a black man on a purge night is particularly foolish action, suggesting that black people are used as targets on this night. By this time, it's also an increased tourism as foreigners enter the U.S. solely to participate. We see that scene with the uh, foreigners closing in on our uh, political target. Um, you could get right into the themes of this film, um, where they were coming from, what they were trying to do. Um, and it's, it's pretty dark when you think about it, but all in all, it's actually kind of funny because all of these dark characters, all of these unbelievable plot lines were all stemming from just a very innocent moment where, uh, James DeMonco's wife, you know, they were on the road, there was a road rage incident and she muttered, you know, the guy nearly killed us. Um, and essentially, you know, kind of wishing I had one a year from that point, what she was meaning is one legal murder a year that she could, you know, and if she could, she'd go after that guy. Um, and essentially it's that one little moment of anger that stayed with James and would, you know, stem out to become this huge film in this huge franchise now for those of you who don't know the film uh the warriors that also help kind of inspire what they wanted to do with the film kind of showing life on the streets of america um for those of you that don't know what it is it's a walter hill classic um and it's pretty unique definitely worth checking out even if you just check out the trailer um it's uh kind of this interesting take on gangsters in the future and um you know trying to make sure that they and altogether, you know, looking at this, starting off, they didn't really have much of a budget. Uh, Jason Bloom mentions at one point, you know, Ethan Hawke slept on his sofa for three and a half weeks um, and would do well off the ownership of the film because he was one of the producers, but essentially only made about $10,000 for his, his time acting. Uh, hard stuff, I guess, for, you know, what I assume would be a pretty luxurious lifestyle, eh, Ethan? Um, but uh, going back, they had no budget, and you can see that the more the films were had received for a budget, the better kind of murder, action, violence they would have. Um, it's kind of the, the realm of what Hollywood is. It's it's sort of sad that that's how they work. And, you know, that it wouldn't be till later where you see some of the really, truly memorable characters and performances. Um, but considering all of this is stemming from one little moment um, of anger, which all of us have had, and it's a very interesting theme of America and its love addiction with guns, um, James was able to come up with a pretty unique and brilliant premise. Um, 
we've all had a dark thought or two. And, you know, it's the fact that we don't act on them that makes us human and separates us from the animals, in my opinion. Um, And, you know, this whole kind of bullshit claim that it's a psychological release um and it's kind of like their mention of self-care it it, it, well self-care to a whole new max uh it's just totally total bullshit um but it's interesting to see how the characters kind of take on to that but at the same time you see the characters throughout the films taking on for a financial benefit uh personally i don't think i need to do any form of mass genocide uh a stress had a stressful day good book great meal maybe a glass of wine you know definitely will solve all of my problems um this premise is this dystopian future shows a you know form of desperation that basically shows people doing everything and anything they can um and to me that's truly terrifying um just people being pushed to their limits scarier than any Freddy Krueger, any Jason, any Michael Myers. It's us that terrify me. So guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, those of you, you know, if the purge ever did exist in America, please feel free to come to wonderful Canada where I'd like to think we would not have this, you know, we're too busy saying sorry to each other. Um, as I said, thank you guys for listening. Um, for those going out to celebrate Halloween, do it safely. Uh, cannot stress that enough. Um, if you like what you heard today, definitely leave a review. Your reviews, you know, help others, you know, get the opportunity to hear my uh, my lovely, annoying voice. If you want to see what antics I'm getting into, of course, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. As always, guys, check out the amazing Beardly Dot Designs and Bogan Bean on Etsy for new and cool, exciting stuff. And as always, keep calm, stay creepy.